Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host. My name is Anthony Tringale, and this week I am talking with Kevin, the owner of Craft Draft Services, located right here in central New York. Uh, you're going to learn all about Craft Draft Services and Kevin and his business, obviously, here in the podcast. Um, let me just give him an endorsement and a little shout out real quick. And I can say that if you are a restaurant or bar or brewery that has draft beer, then you had better be calling this guy to clean your tap lines. I can personally vouch for him. I mean, not only does any significant restaurant in Syracuse or Central New York who has a tap system use him, all the local breweries, at least as far as I know, use him and his company. Um, but uh, shame on you if you're not cleaning your tap lines. It's disgusting that you don't. Um, and I'm going to leave it right at that. <laughs> I'm going to let the rest of I'm gonna let the, the rest of the sales pitch be this podcast. Reach out to them now. I mean, go find Google them, Craft Draft Services in Syracuse, New York. Pull it up. Contact them. Reach out to them. Hire them. Get it done. I mean, you know, clean your fucking tap lines. I can't tell you the amount of restaurants I've been into where I see, I don't see that placard that says that they were cleaned by Craft Draft. And listen, I've been into some fucking gross restaurants in Syracuse that have really, really gross beer systems because uh, they don't clean them. And that can really make people sick. So contact Kevin today. Well, what do I want to talk about in this episode or in this uh, intro? What do I want to talk about? Well, first of all, I'm now two weeks into being an owner of a restaurant. And that's uh, really, really exciting. And yeah, it's been really great. You know, we've announced on the podcast before, but if you're listening, you didn't know. I opened up 3-1 Fried. It is a fried chicken sandwich restaurant. Uh, opened it with my friend Nick, uh, who's a partner and uh, part owner over at Limp Lizard Barbecue. And Chuck Orlando is the owner and founder of Limp Lizard Barbecue. And uh, first of all, I'm, I'm massively fortunate to be able to partner with such an established company like Limp Lizard. And, you know, this is uh, what I'm learning is for Syracuse, which I've complained about Syracuse a lot in central New York, a lot in the past. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the things that I've complained about are true. Um, Syracuse is just as it can be, not everyone, not every single person, obviously, but I would say the louder people on Facebook, uh, there's so many things I want to say today. Um, the louder people on Facebook who leave these comments, at least the, I shouldn't say the louder ones, the ones that stand out to me, there's just some people that are so closed minded in Syracuse and on Facebook. And what happens is, they, they don't know how to process the fact that a restaurant is operating inside of another restaurant. Um, and I've seen these business models pop up in Buffalo and Rochester all during the pan before the pandemic, but all during the pandemic, where maybe you own a restaurant and you're not hitting the, the, um, all your potential. And so you want to open up a new concept because you have a different concept. And so you want to open up a second concept inside of it. There's chicken sandwich restaurants in Rochester and Buffalo that have been doing this for the past couple years. And, um, you know, like I said, they, you know, you've got business a, it's not doing the greatest, it's not doing bad. So you keep it going. And then, you know, you add in this other option that focuses on, you know, takeout and delivery. And this is the model that I've seen. And so, uh, around here in Syracuse, people just don't fucking get it. 
And so we've had this amazing outpouring of support over the last two weekends. I mean, this past weekend, we've sold, there's four days that we sold out of food, that we like sold out of everything in our kitchen, and we had to scramble the next morning or that night to like call in favors from other restaurants and buy chicken from them or, or you know, call in to other, you know, different suppliers than we use. And it's like, you're open today. I mean, today's Sunday that I'm recording this intro and Nick some somehow miraculously ran all around this morning to find us 150 pieces of chicken that we could open back up. Because last night, Saturday night at like 7.15, we sold out of every piece of chicken that we had available to us. And um, so it's just been, it's been really wonderful to see the support. And, um, and I'm thrilled that I get to be a part of it, of bringing something different to this market. But the things that are frustrating to me um, are the fact that there's just such, you know, and I, I, I've talked about this before, I blame social media for this. Um, the things that suck are that there are human beings that exist that just want to post the most negative thing they can about something that they haven't tried before, you know, whatever the case is. We've got this guy, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but we have this one dude who, he had a bad experience. He ordered food, and I know it's whatever. I'm going through the details, because maybe you're a restaurant owner that's listening to this, and you're saying, well, I've had the same experience, and I didn't know how to process it or what to think about it, and so I'm going to tell you what I think about it as a restaurant owner. We had a customer last weekend who ordered food, and I think he ordered two items, and he said, I'm going to be here at this time for pickup, but we had the food ready for him at pickup at that time, but then it sat on the counter for 20 minutes because he didn't show up on time to get his food, and then when he got home, it wasn't great because, listen, you can't put fried tater tots and a fried chicken sandwich and a covered takeout box in a bag and have it sit for you know, 30 minutes by the time he got home and still have it taste great. I don't care what food it is, what restaurant it is. It's just not going to happen. And so because of that, this guy goes online and leaves a bad review. All right, that's fine. I reached out to him. I said, listen, we're so sorry I had this experience. Come back in. Your next meal is free on the house. Well, he immediately messages me and says, I'm going to come up tonight and get dinner. We had just sold out. And so I was like, hey, you know, we sold out, but, you know, let me know. Next time you want to come up, I'll make sure we've got something set aside for you. I haven't heard from the guy in a couple days. I then go on Facebook to see that the guy's still leaving his bad comments about his experience on Facebook posts. <laughs> so it's just, it's really sad to see stuff like that. And then, you know, unfortunately, I've seen another restaurant owner in downtown Syracuse who sucks. Uh, their food sucks. Their business has been failing since before the pandemic. And yet they're still somehow, you know, holding on by the threads is commenting and roasting my business on comments and Facebook. It's just pathetic. I can't get over it. I know people like this exist all over the country. I'm all over the world. I'm sure, you know, uh, but it's just baffling to me. I mean, I, in the marketing business and working with so many restaurants that we do, especially in Syracuse for the last six years, have been fucked over multiple times, as most of us have. I mean, we all have stories of getting fucked over from other people, right? And business situations and dealings and, and whatever. I've been fucked over so many fucking times. 
recently, in fact, from a few different people, restaurant owners. The last thing that I would do is go online and post something negative to the public about that business. If I talked, if I like put out, yes, if there's, if there is a legitimate scam, maybe who is the judge of this? I am the judge. I'm making myself the judge. If there is a, somebody out there who's legitimately fucking other business owners over and scamming them, I've talked about these people before in the podcast. I will gladly make a, uh, make a, a podcast intro about that. Gladly do it because people need to be warned. And if somebody asks me my opinion about them, I'll gladly tell it to them. But I would never, without having experienced a restaurant or a business, and again, I've been fucked over by some of these people and I still don't go online and make posts about it or comment on other people's posts or go out of my way to tell people about them. I would never go online and do something like that. And yet social media enables us to. It's like, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure there's positivity out there. And I, I know the old saying, it's really just what you, you know, it's what you focus your attention on. If you focus on the positive, you'll see the positive. If you focus on the negative, you'll see the negative. And maybe that's true. And there's been lots of positive posts out there about our restaurant and about, you know, the food that we're putting out and these great experiences and, you know, had a customer drove two hours round trip yesterday to get a sandwich, got home and ate it and called me on my cell phone to say it was the best fucking sandwich they've ever had. I love that stuff. I just can't stand it that we have it so easy access on our phones, you know, at the tip of our fingers, the ability to fucking attack people and especially attack them uh, for either no reason or because we somehow feel like we are empowered to attack people. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it really bothers me. Um, you know, I've said often that, you know, I am, you know, part of the reason that I am who I am today is because I got punched in the face when I was younger. Not once, but what I mean by that is, you know, I, I'm uh, the youngest of four and, you know, I have two older brothers that are, you know, four and five years older than me. And when I was a kid and I said something stupid or made a joke that wasn't funny, my parents, my my parents, my brothers made fun of me, you know. They'd either be like, you're an idiot, or they'd, you know, they'd start hitting me or whatever, you know, right? Like, I got picked on when I did stupid things and said stupid things. And, uh, um, you know, enough that it, it made me realize, you know, how to act and how not to act. You know, I remember when I was like, you know, I you know, I was like, you know, the year 2000, right? I'm like 12 years old in school, walking by this other kid who I was kind of friends with in, in school. And I was like, hey, what's up, gay? And and he wasn't uh, gay. And it was just something stupid to say when you're a stupid kid. And the, yeah, I got sucker punched. And what did that teach me? Don't ever fucking say that again. <laughs> so I didn't. There's too many people running around today who didn't get beat up. They didn't get punched in the face when they were younger. And to make matters worse, they now have access to just say whatever they want at you know the tip of their fingers without fear of any consequence. It's pathetic, to be quite honest. It's quite pathetic. We've lost, you know, we've lost accountability. We've we've, you know, forget, you know, the fact of like, hey, you don't know who's on the other end of the phone. People just need to get hit in the face when they do stupid shit and say dumb things. And, 
yeah, I'm not saying I'm the person to do that because, you know, I'm not the judge. Well, I am the judge because I just spent the last 10 minutes judging these people. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess my point is we all need to be uh, less critical. We need to be uh, less assholey, if that's a word. It's not, but I just made it up. And uh, I wish that some of these people would get, you know, punched in the face more. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kevin. Maybe I'm going to say one of the more important people in the food and beverage scene, in the beverage scene here in central New York. I'm standing by that statement. This guy's saving lives, preventing people from getting sick, and uh, really important dude and really important business. So let's jump into that podcast now. All right, what'd you bring to drink? Oh, I've got a couple beers from Middle Ages Brewing Company. Sweet. Got Single Batch 48, which is a hazy New England IPA. Okay. All the rage. Yeah. And then uh, there's a Schwartz beer here, Dark Lager. Mm, ooh, a Dark Lager. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which way you wanted to go, so. Let's go with the Single Batch. Sounds good. Yeah. This is their latest of the series. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. Are they still? Because they were really heavy into doing like those really specific batches. Was like they did like the noodle one with Kasai. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, just yeah, rotating series of New England IPAs. Those That's are cool. you know one of the more popular styles right now. And yeah. Just fresh stuff coming out all the time. Yeah, you know? that's People awesome. People enjoy it. And yeah. Hmm. I like the style. I get a little burnout on the hops, and I want to change to something like a pilsner or a lager yeah. after a little while. But cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, thanks for coming down, man. Yeah, for sure. To a Middle Ages beer and a Willow Rock glass yeah. in 1911. <laughs> Love that place, too. I'm going to have to get really... I'm going to have to do that. Also a certifying, certified clean client yeah. of mine. So. Which one? Willow, Willow Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yep. sure. Um, all right, well, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, name is Kevin Amond. Uh, I own Craft Draft Services. We offer a draft beer lining cleaning service for bars, restaurants, breweries, strip clubs, Pool halls, <laughs> anywhere that has draft beer. That's awesome. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Um, it's been, I've been about five years, I think, in business. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I just started seeing your stuff, I think, during the pandemic, really. Yep. Is when I first started to see your stuff pop up online. Okay. Um, well, I mean, tell us about it. What made you want to start the business? Um, it was uh, like a side job that I had for middle ages um, and just... Uh, Started doing it, man. I was like, I uh, wanted to start a business. Didn't know anything about business. Yeah. And just started going around town doing it. Didn't realize actually how much it was really needed at the time because I had only done it for middle ages mm-hmm. on a very basic level. Um, and then just started going around town, learning. You yeah. know, I didn't know a whole lot about it even when I started. Just kind of <laughs> threw myself into the fire and started going around doing it. And it's... uh it was pretty gnarly at first, man. There was a lot of dirty beer lines around town. <laughs> and still is. So I don't know enough about craft beer. Yeah. Uh, but um I know that Tim is constantly doing weird things that yes. not you don't see a lot of other people. Not very typical, about. man. Yeah. yeah. He's going against the grain, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Hey, I wanted to take this moment to remind you of the Eat Local New York card. It's a great way to get out there, support local restaurants, and save money while you do it. The Eat Local New York card is a $25 card 
that gets you a $5 discount at over 160 locally owned restaurants all around New York State whenever you spend $25 or more. Head to eatlocalnewyork.com, buy your card today. When you go out to eat at a participating restaurant, you just show them that you have your card, and they save you $5 off your bill of $25 or more. Again, it's a great way to get out there, support local restaurants, and save money while you're doing so. And the best part, we even have a mobile app, so that way while you're out and about, you can even pull up the map and see exactly which restaurants participate and how close they are to where you are. So head to eatlocalnewyork.com today, buy your card, and download the app. And now, back to the podcast. So It's wild to see, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so tell me a little bit about uh, why is it important to have clean beer lines? Um, it's important because just like anything, it, it needs to be cleaned. You know, all, all this hard work goes into making this beer, and it can all be ruined by a dirty beer line. Yeah. Um, a lot of bacteria growing in there if it's not cleaned. Um, all types of buildup and nasty stuff grows in there. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures that I post. Um, you know, and it affects how the beers pour. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, on the business side, the owners get lost and, and different things like that. So just like anything, it needs to be clean, man. It's food. It's going in your body. It's important that it kept, it's kept clean. Yeah. So from seeing your pictures that you post and, uh, I've, I've seen on Facebook, I now, if I don't see the business post that, Hey, we just had our stuff cleaned. Or if I don't see that little plaque, I yeah. don't drink the the draft beer there. Yeah, you know, because it's like you know, I don't. Maybe some of them do have them cleaned, and um, they just don't put the plaque out. I don't know, but if I don't see yeah. it, I try not to drink the beer. Yeah, it's rough out there. I mean, there is a few other companies that do what I do. A lot of old guys that did it. I think something they learned how to do a long time ago. You know, yeah. beers changed a lot in the last you know ten fifteen years. Yeah, a um, lot more ingredients. You know, Coors Light, Bud Light. A lot of those. You know. Those beers are so stripped down um, that there's not a ton of them. It's still important to keep clean. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, beers are different now. So, yeah. you know, the really mm. hoppy beers tend to coat the lines more. The darker beers, Guinness, stuff like that, really coats the lines more. Mm. Um, and the worse they get, the dirtier it gets. And yeah. it starts to mess everything up mm. and mess up your gut and give you all kinds of problems. Yeah. You know, it's nasty. Uh, I've been... Yeah, I've been watching a lot of um, Bar Rescue. Yeah, it's like, a great show. Yeah, my uh, my one of my ways to like relax throughout the day is I uh, practice uh, playing blackjack here, counting cards, yeah. and so I have a shoe over there. Nice. So I'll put on Bar Rescue on my phone and yeah. just sit here and and do that. And yeah, to see some of the nasty stuff that comes out, of, like and to see the people that they have that will get sick from just drinking the draft beer at some of these places. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. It's important, man. There's no regulation, um, like a food inspection. There's no regulation when it comes to cleaning beer lines. So it, it's, um, you know, places get busy. They may be paying a company to do it. They're hoping it's getting done right. If nobody's checking on it, you know, and it's not done right, mm -hmm. um, it gets really gross and nasty. Hmm. Um, so very important to hire a professional that knows what they're doing. <laughs> So how did you get started doing it like on the side for middle ages? Um, so it was just one of my jobs. You know, I started in the tasting room at middle ages, um, just doing random jobs in the brewery. And that was just one of the jobs I took over. It just looked interesting. Hmm. started to do it on a really basic level. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool and fun. And um, I went to Micromatic and took a three-day crash course on, on um, draft line cleaning and system balancing. You know, there's a lot to beer other than just keeping it clean. Hmm. Um, 
so I learned a lot there. And, um, yeah, then I just started going around town and, and doing it. Hmm. Yeah. What is the – so what is – like, I mean, what what else is there, like, the balancing? What else is there besides just keeping the lines clean? Um, you know, you got the um, the gas side of it. Okay. You know, keeping the beer carbonated mm-hmm. and also pouring a nice pint. You yeah. know, some people think they can save money by turning their CO2 down, but that's really not mm-hmm. how it works. The CO2 keeps the beer carbonated. Mm-hmm. So you'll get foamy beer at first and then flat beer towards mm-hmm. the end. And mm-hmm. that's another part of my service. I diagnose, you know, problems for them and... If I can't fix it, I point them in the direction that somebody can. Yeah. So, was it a big? So, like, I mean, walk me through how you got started in the business. Was it a lot? Was it a big investment? I mean, you went through the crash course, but then did you have to yep. go out and buy a bunch of shit? Yeah, it, it was a little investment at first. Started small um, on a basic level. Um, you know, started with a DBA. This whole thing's been a learning experience for me. <laughs> yeah. I did not go to business school, I know, so right. you know, just hopping online, watching, listening to a lot of podcasts, and. Uh, it's been good for me, man. It's been good for, you know, just my overall health. It's yeah. like, it's a good thing. Yeah, it keeps you sharp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> so, I get in trouble <laughs> if I'm left to my own devices. So. <laughs> so how did you, like, what was the first, you know, you go through the crash course, you start the business, get the gear, and what happens from there? How'd you first, how'd you get your first client? First client, um, I just started going around and knocking on doors and talking to people, um, telling them what I did, and... Mm-hmm. um Actually, the Craftsman Inn gave me a shot. They were my first client. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're old place. So old place? Um, it, was, it was still the Craftsman Inn oh, okay. before they did all the renovations. Oh, yeah. So um, if it, their new restaurant, their draft system is actually pretty um, advanced. It's, hmm. uh, I wouldn't have been able to do it, I don't think. Oh, um, really? Yeah, they had a really basic draft system, just a small little draft tower, six-foot lines. Um, hmm. So I was pretty comfortable on that system. And... Uh, yeah, that was my, my first uh, client. <laughs> uh, first invoice I sent, I didn't want to send like invoice one. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I asked Isaac at middle ages, like, what do I do? Should I number the invoice like 101? Or, yeah. you know, I didn't want to look like a rookie. I wanted to seem professional. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just named it invoice 101 and uh, <laughs> just started going from there, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What's, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they don't even think about it, you know, about cleaning like their tap lines or anything like that. Yeah. Or, they they just assume somebody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was that most of the pushback that like you were getting in the beginning? Was people saying, "Oh, we've got somebody that does it," or "We don't need it done"? Yeah, you know, I heard that a lot. We got a guy. You know, um, I've found that it's really about building a relationship with people, yeah. education. Um, they did have a guy, but you know, maybe that guy wasn't doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I could walk around with a flashlight and just find all kinds of mold and mm-hmm. all kinds of nasty stuff, and and just show them and educate them. You know. You know, you might like this guy. You can hang out with them outside of work if you want. You know, <laughs> let somebody that actually knows what they're doing do their job. Yeah. And, uh, so just education, building relationships with people. Hmm. Yeah. So how long is it? Does it is it from like somebody puts in new tap lines, new draft lines? They're pouring beer. How long is it before stuff starts to happen and they need to start right away cleaned? Overnight, and it starts because, you know, there's a lot of ingredients in beer. Um, needs to be cleaned on a regular basis. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, we're slow. You know, we only pour a couple pints a week. We don't need to keep it clean. There's still beer sitting in the lines. There's still, you know, your faucet is exposed to oxygen. That's one of the biggest culprits is the faucet. You know, a lot of buildup in there. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just needs to be cleaned on a regular basis. There's, uh, 
Every two weeks is kind of the industry standard. I wanted to take a quick moment and just give you another plug for Craft Draft Services. If you're listening to this interview right now and you're saying to yourself, ah, I need to get in contact with Kevin, well, stop what you're doing. Hit pause on the podcast and contact them right now. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram or just go to Google, type in Craft Draft Services in Syracuse and get in contact with Kevin. If you're wondering if you should clean your draft system, the answer is yes. So contact them today. And now back to the podcast. I have clients that do both, you know, once every two weeks or once a month is pretty typical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it gets, gets nasty quick. You know, I was uh, somewhere the other day that skipped a month. It, it had been two months. I don't know if you saw a picture of that booger oh. that was in my hand. Oh, uh, yes. That was yeah. just two months. Wow. Um, so the lines weren't awful, but the um, it was just sitting in the faucet because that faucet is exposed to oxygen. A little beer sits in there, and it just starts growing mold really quick. you know. And that was uh, the beer was pouring weird, and I couldn't figure it out, and I was right about to take the faucet apart, and all of a sudden that booger just shot out of the faucet. And Every beer that they had been serving for those two months had been passing over that booger, and people were drinking that. So it's very important to get into a regular cleaning schedule. And so. <laughs> and, and that's just a collection of what? Mold and Yeah, shit? you know, all the ingredients in the beer. It just, uh, yeah, it just starts growing, man. It's, like, nasty. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's and so then, gross. you know, maybe there's some systems that are in place five years, 10 years, 15 years, some of these older bars. And if they're not maintained properly, it's just, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And, you know, then your balance of your system gets off and there's a lot to it. It's, hmm. it's pretty complicated, man. You know, how come none of that is like, uh, I'm surprised there's no like regulation for health regulation for that. Yeah. I don't know. I think they look at it as beer. Like you choose to drink beer, you know. You don't yeah. have to drink it. Right. I don't. I look at it as it's food. It's going in your body and it should be kept clean. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't willingly drink a glass of mold and nasty bacteria, would you? No, I wouldn't. No. So, um, shouldn't have to. You're going to a bar, $6 a pint, $7 a pint, eight, nine sometimes is not out of the question. You yeah. shouldn't have to worry about drinking mold, you know, <laughs> and other nasty stuff. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's really gross. It is. It's horrible, man. So how many, how many, like how many clients do you have right now? Um, I got quite a bit. We're busy, man. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the scheduling thing is the hard part. Yeah. A lot of these bars open at 11 AM, so we can only get so much work done. So I get up really early. Yeah. 4 AM. Most days my alarm goes off, get to work at some of these places at 6 AM. Um, and then, you know, I have a family at home, so I try to get out at a early enough hour to be with them and spend time with them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, man. Hmm. It's a lot. So, I mean, is it, do you have like 100 clients? I don't know, about 100. I'd say we do about four to five a day. Um, okay. Some seasonal clients, like we do the Met Stadium, yeah. um, golf courses, okay. stuff like that that are only open certain times a year. So, yeah, maybe close to 100 clients, something like that on a rotating schedule. Yeah. I'm asking because I'm wondering uh, how many... Trying to think of all the places that serve beer in central New York. There's a lot. And I'm trying to decide what the percentage of them are that have clean draft lines. Yeah. Um, I try to keep a list on my website. It's not super up to date. Okay. Um, I do all the, you know, website and stuff myself. Yeah. So it's not great. Yeah. Uh, it needs a redo. So if you know anybody yeah. that does a good job. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we used, I mean, I don't know, it depends on what you want, but we just had our website redone from Epic Advertising. Okay. And, I mean, they do custom-built shit. Yeah. Um, I do websites, but I suck at them. Yeah. I just do, like, the GoDaddy drag-and-drop yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, Google site, basically. Yeah. And that stuff works. Yeah, it does, but yeah. I want it to, like, grab attention. Yeah. I want to do some CEO, you know, F- or SEO, I guess, yeah. search engine optimization, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, somebody is probably going to murder me for this if anybody in SEO is listening. Yeah. I think, and maybe it's just because I don't understand it, but mm-hmm. SEO to me is kind of like the, you know, like the mystical thing. You know, it's like, ooh, you need this, and yeah. we know how to do it, and it's yeah. super complicated. But I don't know if it is really complicated. Yeah. I mean, I think like uh, I, I did a I had a landscaping company that was a, a marketing client of ours, and last year, and you know, we just put out a lot of blogs for them, all about like how to have a green grass and three tips to keep your grass, you know, looking the, the best, and lawnmowers to buy, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And we put out one thing a week, really short, and they were getting insane amounts of web traffic from it. Yeah. Um, and I'd imagine something, I mean, probably not too many people are Googling, you know, how to clean draft lines yeah. in the area, but I'd imagine there's, you can't, there's, do you have, you have a competitor in the area for doing this besides like if, you know, if they have it, their distributor does it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, technically, the distributors are not supposed to do it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's some weird liquor laws. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's some competition out there. I don't um, don't really know a whole lot of them, um, and, yeah. and they're pretty non-existent online. Yeah. That's you know, one thing that's helped me out. I got a Facebook account, Instagram account, websites. Um, you, you can search me out. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah. You can't do everything yourself. Even if no, I was good can't. at it, you just yeah. can't do it all. So, you know, I'd like to hire somebody that yeah. can do it and is good yeah. at it and it looks actual professional. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fiverr, I will say, is a... I've done some work with them. I know. Man. Yeah. They did my logo. Oh, um, yeah. A couple logos for me, um, some stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah. I've had all of our stuff for Eat Local, the logo there, 3 one Fry that's opened up. They did the... Lo- I got somebody down there to do the logo. But yeah. I've had... If you want one of the best fried chicken sandwiches in Syracuse, then head over to 3-1 Fried and get yours. We are a kitchen, not a ghost kitchen, as many of you believe we are. We are a restaurant that's operating outside of Limp Lizard or inside of Limp Lizard Barbecue in North Syracuse, offering delivery and takeout. You can head to 3-1-Fried.com. That's the number three, the number one, the word fried.com, and check us out. Order for delivery using DoorDash or Grubhub or stop in and get takeout. We're open Thursday through Sunday from 12 until 8, unless we sell out earlier. But, uh, yeah, check us out. I think you'll like the food. And now, back to the podcast. Copywriters on there, like, just go on there and find somebody for whatever, 20, 30, 40 bucks, an article, and say, hey, I need 400 words on why it's important to clean your draft lines. Yeah along with these other four blogs a month, and then they write them for you, yeah. you know. There's even AI. There's this thing called Jarvis.ai. It's 20 bucks a month. Okay. You can it, – it is a, a copywriter right. that's artificial intelligence. So yeah. you give it a topic, and it spits out a sentence, a paragraph, four, up to like four or 500 words for you okay. about that topic. Wow. And so you can put in there like, you know, drinking Pilsner, and yeah. it will – put something out for you. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
but anyways i like to hire local companies when i can for most of it you know but some it just it gets expensive after a while yes um so it is what it is you know yeah for sure but Hmm. yeah if i can give local business i will as much as i can so um have you ever is there anything with like i was thinking about this a a couple months ago with, with like what about like soda lines yeah um I think they do need to be clean. There are some products out there. Um, it's not as important as beer, I guess. It doesn't need, need to be done as often. Yeah. Um, and there's just not a lot of value to it. I was going to offer it, and people just weren't really interested. They were like, oh, no, our uh, you know, our Somebody soda does company that. does <laughs> yeah, it or right. whatever. But then I'm looking at their system. I'm like, nah, your soda company doesn't do it because there's nasty crap all over your soda system. So, But whatever. I tried. So I've tried all different gimmicks, clean and ice machines, and those get really nasty. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they get bad. Um, you know, fruit flies, I wanted to take care of that. And people just, it's hard to talk people out of their money, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, I mean, I, I get it, yeah. but you would think that when it comes to little things like that, I can't imagine it's really that expensive, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to operate a business, a successful business, so I right. want to make a profit. Yeah, um, for sure. So I'm not giving the stuff away for free. Right, so, without a doubt. And yeah. you shut up. But, like, how much do you charge to clean somebody's, like, let's say a six, I don't know what's standard, but. Uh, every place is a little different. I've been raising my prices lately just mm-hmm. because um, my pricing was based on, um, like, a lot of the old timers pricing because it was hard for me to come in and be like, I'm only going to charge you $30, the same, I guess, what they were charging you. Yeah. Um, but you, you just can't make money charging right. a little bit. You know, there's a lot that goes into business. And, yeah. Um, you know, you got to make a profit. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. So I've got a restaurant with six taps. What does it cost me to have them cleaned once a month? Uh, my minimum charge for service right now is seventy five dollars plus tax. Jesus. So, so for as little as seventy five dollars, somebody can have their shit cleaned. Yeah, on a on a, a small system, you know, and every yeah. system's different. You know, the right. longer the line, um, the more of my product it takes, the more of my time it takes. So it gets expensive um, for yeah. some of those people. But it's just it is what it is. Yeah. You know, Kevin wanted me to ask you why he's your least favorite client. <laughs> Kevin Williams. Oh, because <laughs> um, he's better looking than me, and his name's Kevin. <laughs> and he owns a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love that guy. Both yeah. of those guys. Yeah, they're great. Rockney. Poor Oof. guy. Man, uh, you heard about that? Yeah, that's oh, awful. Broken leg. Yeah. I do I do their social media, yeah. and uh, I was just up there today, and, and Kevin was telling me that he's not going to be able to be on his feet for like two months. Yeah, it's rough, man. That's awful. Yeah. Just from, femur and tibia, I think you broke. Yeah. I broke my tib or fibula before, which is the smaller of the bones, and that was rough. So Oof. I can't imagine what kind of pain he's in, man. Yeah, all just from slipping on ice. Yeah, it sucks, man. And the recovery time is really long. He's going to have to do some physical therapy, and uh, you know, brewing is a hard job, man. It's very physical. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, you know what's like some of the worst you know stories, like things you've seen doing this for five years. I can't. I have to imagine you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot, man. I don't. I don't drink draft beer a whole lot when I go out of town because uh, right. I've seen so much. Um, just mold all over the outside of the draft system, which is a telltale that the inside is dirty. Hmm. Um, I've seen um, mold so thick right on the, the draft tower where the actual beer is pouring um, that I had to scrape off with like a paint scraper where it's like, bartender, owner, why are you not cleaning these things? Like these are on the outside. You could clean that. You know, it's not the inside of the line. Um, the beer coupler that attaches to the keg 
covered in mold, uh, fuzzy mold, like mold that's been there for a long time where it's like, come on, guys, like at least hose this stuff off, take a hot rag to it, wipe it down, like try to do something, you know, tell your distributor that your system's dirty and it needs to be cleaned. Um, yeah, I've seen just a lot of nasty stuff. And then when it comes to actually cleaning the line and running the chemical through just stuff just peeling off um it's really gross and places that i would drink all the time and just like oh god so but on a on a a system that's maintained properly all the time it stays clean yeah so that's disgusting yeah that's really gross yeah uh what's the general reaction from people if you're going in there for the first time and they just have you know it's like a really nasty setup um, yeah, just people get upset, man. You know, they were paying a company to clean it and, um, mm. it wasn't getting done right. Um, yeah, you know, maybe some weeks, years they were paying a company, you know, it's, uh, it's not right, man. I think that's why we need a little regulation in the industry. Yeah. So. Hey, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we have our sangria crawl coming up this Saturday, all through downtown Syracuse, eight different restaurants and bars are participating. And the best part, tickets are just $20. Head to eatlocalnewyork.com and buy your tickets today. It starts between 12 and 2 p.m., and we're going to eight different restaurants. We're going to Kasai, Saltine Warrior, Board and Bar Charcuterie, Dinosaur Barbecue, Salt City Bar, Three Lives, Funkin' Waffles, and Clinton Street Pub. And then we're ending the whole thing with a party at the rail line. We have live music from Joe Driscoll, barbecue provided by Limp Lizard Barbecue, Donut from Glazing Confused, and cash bar from rail line you can also win a shit ton of gifts it's gonna be pretty fucking cool head to eat localnewyork.com and get your tickets today but again it's this saturday so hurry and get your tickets now and now back to the podcast i should probably try to get on that but <laughs> right now i'm just one one guy with a with a one employee so wow it's tough so, man so it's just two of you right now yeah wow yep and i mean what's the biggest challenge for the business today um, just growing past just me, you know, if I get sick or hurt, um, business is over, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm um, trying to build it bigger than me. Um, yeah, that's one of the bigger challenges. Um, I had the, oper- you know, I worked at middle ages for 10 years, so I had a lot of experience in beer, um, how beer systems work. Um, but not a lot of people do. So to, you know, even the guy I'm training right now, he didn't know a whole lot about beer. So I'm mm-hmm. teaching him about beer. And our process, mm. um, which are both very complicated. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, you know, we've been I've been working with Justin now for about a year. Um, he's just now going out on his own jobs, smaller stuff. Um, he can't do the bigger jobs yet, but we'll get him there. You know, yeah. and then hopefully I'll take on another guy at mm. some point. So, yeah. Um. I- I'm just, I'm still, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it's, uh, it is a lot. I mean, I, I, I don't really get it, uh, but I do get it. Uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we're getting, we're doing three, one fried, which is just a goat, you know, just a five item ghost kitchen and there's yeah. a lot to it. So I can't imagine somebody who's got, you know, every single area of a restaurant that they're having to, you know, think about so much man it's, yeah it's a lot of work man and it's hard to find people that care as much as you do right um yeah i mean 
they went through a really rough time with the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. I guess people don't want to come back to work yet. And yeah, it's a lot. And, you know, like I said, you can't do everything. You got to, you know, pay somebody to clean your draft lines. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> right. You know? if, or just don't do it. You know, just serve bottles and cans if, if mm. you don't want to pay for, you know, your draft beverages to be clean. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're talking $75 a month. I mean, yep. on the low end, yeah. you know, I get that. Which uh, your average is like, what, 100, 150? Yeah, 120, 150, yeah. 200 plus. Um, right. So it just depends on the place, you know, how long the lines are, how long it takes me. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to figure out all my numbers too. Like, it, it's tough, man. You'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. You already know, I'm sure. Right. It's, it's not easy, man. No, it's but, not. But I enjoy it, you know, and it gives me something to um, shoot for and a goal to work towards. And, um, it's good. Yeah. 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 What's your hope? Like, what's the, do you have like a, a, a growth point that you want to get to? Do you have like a, a mark for the business or is it, um... uh, to pay myself an actual living salary would be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I pay myself a little bit right now, just to, enough to pay my bills and a lot goes back into the business. Um, trying to be smart with my money and save it to be able to maybe either grow or do something else one day. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to be smart and, you know, yeah, that's cool. Operate a good business, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Being a business owner sucks sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, if you it's felt lonely, that, man, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, you get busy and, uh, you know, I guess it's easier now than it, it was, you know, 20 years ago, we got the internet, you know, you can do a lot of research Yeah, and that's where I've learned a lot of stuff, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, yeah. So in that sense, it's nice. Technology makes our lives a little easier. You know, I operate on my phone a lot, send all my invoices through QuickBooks. Yeah. So that makes life easy. Um, but it's still a challenge, man. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've been full time with Eat Local now since September, yeah. and uh, it's been, you know, kind of fine and great yeah. uh, up until you know recently. But now it's it's just it really is, you know. I, I I always listen to a lot of you know entrepreneurial podcasts over the yeah. last you know five six years because that's I've, that's how long I've been doing Eat Local. It's just What's your favorite podcast? Yeah entrepreneurial podcast uh i kind of go back and forth sometimes it's just gary v yeah i listen to a lot of gary yeah. v, man he changed my perspective on life oh really yeah how so um just his positivity you know just yeah. the way he talks and um he's just got a great message yeah you know yeah it's um yeah there's over time it's um Gary Vee, he definitely has a lot, and he says the same thing quite a bit. He does. Which he gets is a little repetitive. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed there's this one time, uh, um, I won't bore you with the details, but basically <laughs> I, I was I listened to the same song uh, every single night. It played like all, like from the time that I went to bed, like all through, it was just on yeah. all night long. Yeah. And for like a month. And... Around like the two week mark, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Um, around like the two week mark of listening to that, I having that song like playing on like the iPad. Yeah, I started to hear how the song was really being played. Okay, like I heard like the pad in the background and in the intro. Okay. I heard like the keys. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able like because the song started out as like kind of pad keys and but really guitar heavy okay. and so um 
after like two weeks of just listening to it, I was like, oh, I never heard, I never heard that part before. I never heard that instrument play that riff before. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that uh, over the past like year or two, kind of tossing that idea around about just how it's important to kind of sit with something like the same thing over and over and over again yeah. um, to kind of try and find those things that you didn't really catch the first you know dozen times. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to use that in business or anything, but just that that idea has been tossed around. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of the entrepreneurial podcasts and stuff like that. I think, um, you know, if you're, if your life is a mess, um, it, it's going to reflect on your business. Yeah. Um, hmm. so, you know, I'm just trying to live a better life and, uh, be a little healthier these days and, um, better mindset and yeah. better attitude. And, uh, I think all that stuff affects your business, you know? Yeah. Um, when you're stressed out, people can feel it. When you're not confident, people can feel it. Um, hmm. So, you know, just stuff like that. And it's just nice to hear other people's perspective on life and how they made success. And, um, hmm. you know, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. It's Real cool. business owners. You ever listen to that one? No. It's, it's a good one. Is Decent. It? A little more business focused. You know, okay. Gary Vee, like you said, gets a little repetitive. Yeah. These NFTs that he's talking about now, I'm just. Have you done anything with them? No. Bores me. Really? Yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. I'm really, uh, I missed the first two and then now this, I mean, technically the second, but the the third is coming out in April. And I mean, uh, it seems stupid, but I mean, those things just jump massively in value. It's interesting, man. Like with the Dogecoin and all that, you know, that stuff to me is very interesting. I'm just, um, I'm just, I don't have the time. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm going to do something, I really want to do the research. Mm. Um, and I don't want to just lose my money. Right. Um, I think, you know, a lot of, some people made a lot of money, but then I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money too. Yeah. Um, I was interested in the stock market a little bit, but mm. it's just a lot of work, man. You know, yeah. and I just only have so much time. So yeah. it's like, I'd rather just invest in myself than I guess somebody yeah. else. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It is challenging. A lot of those, you know, you know, um, uh, stocks like dogecoin and you know all that kind of stuff and especially nfts they're based their value is based solely on popularity yep you know um if the product or the person releasing that nft isn't popular and doesn't build that in that audience for it then it's not going to do anything yeah somebody like gary v they're going to explode the moment that they go on that network already yeah you know it's insane so um so it's easier to get suckered into yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I'm pro- I'm going to try my best to to buy one in this next round. Cool. Um one of Gary V's? Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, um because they do just shoot through the roof. I wish you luck, man. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting. Get, man. It's yeah. cool. It's just I just don't have the time for it, Yeah. You know? I want to do something with it locally uh, in Syracuse. I just don't think the our general market really there's enough people that that may get it. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, we're so far behind the times with a lot of that stuff. Um but uh, uh, with just about anything in Syracuse, but especially for that, we're doing the sangria crawl. Okay, I saw that. We did. I I had the idea to have an NFT built for that, and like the Super Bowl, if you bought a ticket to the Super Bowl, it came with an NFT, you know, for that. Oh. And so I was thinking, oh, I'll do that for the sangria crawl. Like we'll put out an NFT for everybody who buys a ticket. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, just trying to get that together so quickly, and I'm sure 95% of the people have been like, what the fuck is an NFT that yeah. we're going to Sangria? 
That's interesting, yeah. though, if you can incorporate business into it somehow. I mean, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, you I listen to that. Yeah. I mean, they say that's going to be the way that's going to be the future. You know, there's already re- Gary Vee already has a restaurant in New York City. The only way to get access to it is if you own one of the NFTs associated oh, wow. with it. <laughs> that's you know? interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're with somebody who, ha- who has it. So, yeah. I mean, I do think cryptocurrency is going to be something of the future. Obviously, yeah. we already do you know everything on the Internet, mm-hmm. but I just don't see it being uh, lawless forever. I think the yeah. government is going to step in at some point And, you know, there's still a lot of. Uh, I guess, um, piracy or whatever, people stealing money yeah. from people out of the blue, you know, your fortune's just gone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I'm not into it yet. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I am into money. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so what do you think is next for the business? Is it just kind of like just trying to grow it enough to get that third person in there? Yeah. Trying to grow it, you know, bigger than me. Um, we want to start doing some system installs. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'll really boost the, the business a little bit. Um, focusing more on the balancing of it to gas and, um, carbonation and, and pouring issues and stuff like that that people have. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of the wrong gas around town, people pouring beers with Guinness gas, which does not have enough CO2 in the beer to keep it carbonated. Hmm. Um, you know, Guinness is a nitrogenated beer, um, needs less CO2 than a normal beer. Hmm. Um, Hmm. so it causes your normal beers to go flat. Hmm. Um, so a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So I just want to continue craft draft. I really enjoy it. want to grow that, but maybe, um, get into another business someday too yeah and that's why i'm trying to be smart with my money <laughs> what's the so how's the what's the farthest that you go out from syracuse um uh, we go to uh oswego i guess would be north um we go south to tully onco fermentations yeah been out there at all yeah for sure Great yeah they're beers. in the card oh yeah. so good um Cortland. um so yeah. yeah that's about our footprint right now okay so, yeah. And, um, so is there, well, I, I won't ask you that. I'd imagine all the places I was going to say wh- who has the cleanest draft mm-hmm. system, but I'd imagine it's all, all your clients. Yeah, all their clients. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's nice to get a brand new system installed and keep it clean. That's the best. You yeah. know, I've done a good job at, you know, cleaning up dirty systems and getting them running better, mm-hmm. replacing things that need to be replaced. Um, but it's best if you can get a system clean, or new and keep it clean. Yeah. That's, that's the best. <clears throat> and just to be clear, we're not, I mean, this isn't like what you're doing isn't just for the beer aficionado or the beer snob that just wants a great tasting beer. Yeah. This is just, this is what you're doing is primarily about health and safety for customers. Of course. Yeah. Cleanliness. Um, yeah. I care about, you know, I go to all these places to drink. My friends go all there. My family. Um, yeah. Normal people. Yeah. You know, everybody drinks beer nowadays. It seems old women, you know, <laughs> younger guys, like everybody drinks it. They right. know what they like and they know when it tastes off. Um, so it's very important to keep it clean and, uh, a balanced system. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I do find my, like I said, if I don't see the plaque, then I'm usually drinking a, a bottle or a can, yeah. you know. That's um, smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've had some hang, hungover days that uh, were spent in the bathroom that, uh, yeah. you know, maybe wasn't from the amount that you drank. Right. Uh, could it be from the amount of mold, hmm. and nasty bacteria that you drank, you know? Yeah. 
That's disgusting. Yeah. 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 All right. So for a restaurant or anybody who's serving draft beer who's listening, how can they get in touch with you and how can they, you know, sign up and, and have you start coming out? Um, they can just give me a call. Email me. Yeah. Um, you know, check out my website, craftdraftservices.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Our contact info is on there. Give me a call. You know, um, we're real busy. I'll try to fit you in where I can. Yeah. Um, the hardest part is you, you should be in a continuous schedule. So I like to pick a day and a time for people of that month or every two weeks, and I come the same day. You know, yeah. um, Our schedule is filling up, so call us <laughs> soon. Yeah, I'd imagine summer is the busy season. Yeah, we definitely get busier in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wanted to ask you? I just remembered. Um, uh, what was the early days of the pandemic like? It was rough. You know, I felt really bad for my clients that were shutting down. Yeah. Um, so much uncertainty. Uh, my business came to a grinding halt. You yeah. know, for a while I was kind of shutting systems down properly. So I continued to work. Mm. Um, it was scary, man. I got a family. Um yeah. You know, I, I, uh, collected some unemployment for a while. Um, <clears throat> I'm an employee of my company yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, so I've tried to do things right. So I think that kind of helped me out a little bit mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. I got some PPP money from the government, um, that got me through a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to be reserved with my money helped. I just, you know, continued to pay myself a paycheck at other times. Um, yeah, yeah, it was rough, man. It was scary for everybody. Yeah, for sure. You know? Didn't know if I was going to have a business on the other end of it. And it just continued and continued. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And yeah, yeah, sucked, man. Hmm. Are there, um, uh, so are you back to like pre COVID business levels or greater? Pretty much right now. Yeah. 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 We're super busy. That's awesome. Yeah. But I need my clients to succeed, succeed for me to succeed, you know? So I think a lot of those restaurants and bars are still trying to come back, you know? Yeah. It's been rough for them. Um, People don't want to work, it seems. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been rough for everybody, man. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really appreciate it. I can't stress enough, if you're a restaurant owner a bar owner, beverage, you know, whatever, go call Kevin, email him, find him online. Kevin, Craft Draft Services, get your ass in gear, clean your fucking draft line, stop making people sick, contact Kevin today. Uh, and then follow us on Eat Local New York. You can, you know, follow us on social media or, uh, you know, hit us up on our website, eatlocalnewyork.com. Thanks so much. We're going to catch you next week right here at the Eat Local New York podcast. <laughs>